Hello and welcome to Dedicated Packers, the podcast where we do credit the Green Bay Packers and we don't credit anything else. Let's go. Right, hello and welcome back to Dedicated Packers. It is Wednesday, August 9th, and today we are going to be discussing a little bit of a preview for the preseason. First, couple of practices we have to run through because it's training camp season and that's what we do. And before that, a tiny bit of news. First, the massive Monday news was that Rashawn Gary activated off of the PUP list. What? That is incredible news. The fact that Gary is back so quickly tells you how rapidly he must have progressed considering how cautious Green Bay usually is with ACLs. They're usually more in the camp of, hey, we're going to keep you on the PUP list or we're going to keep you off the field for an extra two, three, four weeks if we have to to make sure you're fully healthy. And the fact that Gary's back just, I don't know, something like 250 days after tearing his ACL is incredible for him. So excited to see him back out there. Now, they're still going to take things slowly with him. Don't don't think otherwise for a second, right? He's probably not going to be competing in team drills for another week or two. He wasn't competing in team drills this week. That's not surprising. But once he's back, and that could be as early as next week, probably not next week, but two weeks after that, once he's back and he's in team drills, hey man, he's just, he's just, you know, a little bit, a doctor's yes away from getting on the field. This move means he could very likely be playing as early as week one, week two. It's all on the table for Sean Gary, and I'm so excited. Incredible news for Green Bay. Slightly less exciting news, but still good news. Grant Dubose, he was also activated. Awesome for him, right? He was, I guess still is, battling for that wide receiver six spot. Bo Melton, Malik Heath, they've really turned it on as of late, having good practices the last you know week or so. So it's time for Grant to go in and make his case for that wide receiver six spot. That That's something he can go do now, now that he's up back on the football field. So happy for him. Another tiny bit of news, the Packers signed Nate McCreary running back, 9.42 RES score, basically just added another camp body to that room, and they also released their unofficial depth chart, Um, that means a huge amount, it's everything, and you guys should put a huge, no, just kidding, the uh, unofficial depth chart, even the official depth chart, means almost nothing, so don't get too worked up over that, it's probably not even worth your time looking at. That all being said, let's jump into Monday's practice. On Monday, a couple of non-participants, Jake Hansen, Ennis Gaines, Lou Nichols, Eric Stokes, and Josiah DeGuara, both Bakhtiari and Elton were back. I mean, that's awesome to, to hear. You love to see that. Bakhtiari practicing, Elton practicing, Elton obviously the illness, not too strong because he's back on Monday, and then Bakhtiari, whatever, had him not practicing family night. He's back and he's ready. Maybe it was just he woke up and didn't want to practice. I don't know. That could, that could be it with Bakhtiari. But the starting line on Monday was then from left to right, Bakhtiari, Elton, Myers, Runyon, and Zach Tom, because, of course, 
Nyman rotated into right tackle later for Zach Tom. Zach Tom rotated down to center for Myers, so the battle for those two spots definitely still appear to be going, right? Nyman and Zach Tom rotating in and out. Tom and Myers rotating in and out. That's good to see. And then on the second team line, you had Rashid Walker at left tackle, Royce Newman at left guard, James MP, new center, signed by Green Bay. He was at center. And then Sean Ryan at right guard, Caleb Jones at right tackle. Those names that I've listed, that second team line, the first team line, that could very easily be your offensive line room. You obviously have all the guys up in the first team line. They're going to make it. And then Rashid Walker, Royce Newman, Sean Ryan, Caleb Jones, they all look, it, it all, it looks good for them right now in terms of making the roster. So I'm going to be interested in seeing how that all plays out, but that's just something, those names right now are the biggest ones to keep an eye on. Quickly wanted to mention, you'll notice Caleb Jones at right tackle, Rashid Walker at left tackle. The two are usually flipped. You usually have Rashid Walker at right tackle and Caleb Jones at left tackle, but likely just some cross-training in there from Matt and the coaching staff. We know they love to cross-train guys along the line, put guys in at different positions, get them experience, right? So that's probably just just that there. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I have for you in terms of participants, non-participants, what they set, how they set up team drills. In team drills, a couple of quick notes. Some starters were not on the field with the ones they let guys like Carrington Valentine play instead of Jair, presumably to have those guys, Carrington, for example, prepare for the preseason. Jordan Love started very poorly with practice. He threw a would-be pick six to Darnell Savage, but came back later, came back stronger, threw a beautiful deep ball to Dobbs, the like very next throw. Dobbs couldn't hang on to that one as he as he went to the ground, but Love ended ended practice better. So, you know, tough start. I mean, tough start meaning one atrocious throw, but he came back and got better as practice went on. Anders Carlson, he began practice two for three, hit his first two from, you know, in the low 40s, missed his third from 45, and then buried, buried his next three kicks into the wind from 50. I mean, just a super impressive leg on that rookie. He can bomb kicks. The accuracies, that's going to need a little bit more work. In the red zone period on Monday, Love's first Two throws were incomplete, first to Watson, then to Tyler Davis. Eventually, however, he found Reed for a mismatch on a sort of little crossover versus McDuffie in the backfield. Defense clearly won red zone, though. They just allowed the one touchdown to Jaden Reed. In the second red zone period, great coverage from the defense on the first two passes. Love really had nowhere to go. Then later, he tried to loft a pass over Carrington Valentine's hands, right? Carrington Valentine stepping in for Jair, being a starting cornerback, starting against the ones on offense, on the number one defense, and Jordan Love tries to loft one over his hands. Carrington Valentine goes up. He's about to get it. He's about to get the pick. It tips off of his hands into Jaden Reed's hands for a touchdown. Love initially trying to hit Jaden Reed, threw it a little bit too short, but didn't end up mattering. Well, I mean, you know, it, it, the result didn't change because Valentine tipped it still into Jaden Reed's hands. Love ended red zone with two straight touchdowns. First, he zipped one into Dobbs, then had Musgrave for another one. Musgrave, he's getting open a lot, and that's super, super exciting. On Wednesday, that was the joint practice. And I'm going to tell you, Wednesday's practice was a lot of fun for me as a Packers fan. Everyone at practice on Wednesday, the only people not participating were Eric Stokes, Lou Nichols, Ennis Gaines, and Jake Hansen, so Josiah DeGuara back. That's awesome to hear. 
both Rashawn Gary and David Bakhtiari were practicing. That's awesome news. And then perhaps the biggest news, not injury-related, Matt Schneidman announced that Bengals versus Packers 7v7 drills were allowed to be filmed, likely because 7v7, there's like absolutely nothing you can give away. That's phenomenal. And we got some fun stuff because in 7 versus 7, you started with Jordan Love having good success. For those of you who don't know, let me just... Yeah, let me just explain 7v7 real quick for those who don't know. Seven players on defense, seven on offense, as it sounds. No offensive or defensive line, so it's it's just all about wide receivers and the quarterback. There are running backs that you, you can use in the passing game, but mainly it's about wide receivers, quarterbacks, I guess tight ends when they're used. There's no tackling. It plays basically over when a player gets touched. So it's like backyard football, right? I mean, not backyard football, but the football you'd play it at lunch with your friends where there's a quarterback, he throws it to a receiver and then the guy gets touched and the play's dead and shout out to Matt Schneidman for the Packers said, Hey, you can film this. And Matt Schneidman filmed it. We got a lot of videos of seven V seven. It began with Jordan love hitting Jaden Reed on what looked like a dig route, just a solid quick completion for about 10 yards. It was a good hard cut by Jaden Reed created a little bit of separation. Love zipped it in there. Good throw, good catch, good way to start. The next play, Jordan threw a, a dig route to Luke Musgrave. Musgrave, Jaden Reed was cutting across towards the right. Luke Musgrave cut across towards the left on his dig route. And it was a very small window. Musgrave was just coming open between a linebacker on one side and a cornerback on the other side in the middle of the field. Jordan hit the window, made a very good throw, but Musgrave dropped the pass. I sense that... Maybe he was getting a little bit worried about the defenders coming in on him because as a receiver, you're very, very, very aware when there's, you know, two guys coming in and ready to hit you when you're making a catch. So that maybe played into the drop a little bit. Uh, but I mean, good throw from Jordan hitting the window. You have to make that catch if you're Luke Musgrave. Jordan came back next play, hit Patrick Taylor in the flat for what looked like it would be five yards or so. Jordan then went back to Luke Musgrave for a five-yard incompletion. Musgrave was well-covered, ran a, you know, a decent route, likely P.I. on the Bengals defender because not only, I mean, yeah, it was well-covered by the Bengals defender, but at the end, he kind of draped himself all over Musgrave's six-foot-six frame to force the ball incomplete, so likely P.I. there. And then Love went right back to Luke Musgrave, this time complete his first time getting a completion of Luke Musgrave in practice, just a little curl route in the middle of the field. You know, Luke Musgrave explodes off the line, hits the brakes, turns back, Jordan hits him. You know, decent 10-yard gain. And the last play that we have footage of from 7-on-7, seven seven, it's Christian Watson running a drag. Somehow, some way, Christian Watson gets matched up against a linebacker. Now, Matt LaFleur is very good at doing this. He finds his best players. He did this a bunch with Devontae, finds the best players, and he says, how can I get them in favorable matchups? That's kind of what you had with Christian Watson. Christian Watson was matched up against some, some Bengals linebacker, and Christian Watson took advantage. He outran the linebacker. It looked like Watson was jogging, but clearly he was running a little bit faster than the linebacker, ended up with like five steps ahead of the linebacker, Jordan hits Christian underneath, and Christian gets up the field for something like 17 yards. Just an example of speed absolutely killing. That's pretty much what we had for 7v7. Just, you know, the, it looked like the Packers offense had some decent success there. In 11 versus 11, in the first period, Jordan went 3 for 5. First, he hit Samari Toure on a slant. Then Henry Pearson, a fullback, 
who's really been making a name for himself in camp, actually. Jordan hit him on a fade down the sideline, and then lastly, he hit Christian Watson over the middle on a, on a crosser. Jordan, the two missed throws, or the two incompletions were missed throws. The first one, he missed Christian Watson. Sounded like Christian Watson had a step or so on a quarter route. Jordan Love missed him. That was an incompletion there. And then the one to um, Romeo Dobbs was his last incompletion. Dobbs down the sideline. Jordan Love just underthrew Dobbs a little bit. Incomplete there. So three for five in the first 11 v 11 drill. In between 11 versus 11 periods, we had a fight. Jenkins sat Jermaine Pratt on his ass on a screen pass. Jermaine Pratt annoyed, shook his head a little bit, and then got up and said, like, sort of got in, J in Jenkins' face and started swinging. Elton defended himself, you know, lunged back at Pratt, got, a, got into a bit of a tussle there, and then all the, you know, people came in. You had a big fight in the middle of the field. It's kind of what happened. Sometimes there are a decent number of fights in joint practices, so. Sounds like that's what we got there in that first fight there. In the second 11 versus 11 period, this one was in the red zone. Jordan went 5 for 8. Two touchdowns, one interception. His interception, basically, he just telegraphed a, a pass. It was a bubble screen, so if you don't know what that is, that's where the the receiver, let's say it's a, it's a trips formation, so you have receiver one receiver on one side and then three on another side. On the three-receiver side, you maybe have the most inside receiver. He's going to run a little bubble route, so he's going to just sort of run back a little bit behind the line of scrimmage, quarterback's going to throw it to him and then usually the other two receivers are going to block and that receiver who has the ball on the screen is going to try to get upfield and, and score the Packers ran that play on the three yard line in the 11 versus 11 period Jordan telegraphed the pass the entire way Mike Hilton Bengals cornerback jumped it probably would have taken it back the other way for for six in a, in a real game but that's sort of how Jordan's one interception came not really a bad throw just kind of telegraphing a bubble screen and usually you don't like to run those screens on the goal line because there is that danger Jordan also hit Christian on a corner route for a touchdown Watson beat the Bengals second round pick from last year Cam Taylor Britt and Love found him for a 10-yard touchdown. That's awesome to hear. I think Love also hit Watson a different time for another touchdown. Christian Watson, he was getting a lot open over the middle of the field. Had like, I want to say, two, three touchdowns? No, two, two, two touchdowns, two big catches on crossing routes. Christian Watson was was quite successful today with the, the crossing routes over the middle of the field. And then Love also hit Jaden Reed for a touchdown. He fit a ball into Reed. Reed was running a little curl route between two defenders. You can imagine it's sort of up the seam. You know, Reed takes like seven steps upfield, turns around, Love hits him, touchdown. So that was the second 11 v. 11 period. In the next 11 versus 11 period, a more move the ball period, you had one big time highlight play. I don't want to, I don't think it's the best throw. Love's made all, all of camp because he's made some really, really nice ones, but Love dropped a 50-yard dime to Romeo Dobbs. Beautiful route from Dobbs. It was, a, it was a go route for Dobbs, but Dobbs hit a little stutter about, you know, four steps into his route, which had the cornerback hesitating, then exploded upfield. Love saw that. Beautiful throw, beautiful throw and catch. Clean, crisp, exactly what you love to see. And then, after that 11 versus 11 period, we got another fight breaking out, this time it was more Jenkins' fault. He just went right after Bengals defensive lineman DJ Reader, hit DJ Reader on the side of his helmet. 
Bakhtiari defended Elton, Elton in his first fight. He said, you know, Elton was in the right then, he was just defending himself, that's when Jermaine Pratt came after Elton. Bakhtiari didn't really defend Elton's second fight, because it's hard to, I think, we, I wasn't there, obviously, so I don't know exactly, but it sounded like Elton just started swinging at, uh, at DJ Reader, and that, I mean, you don't really love to see that, if nothing else, like, forget about human elements, whatever, that's just dumb because you could hurt a hand that way, right? Because Elton did connect. Sounds like he hit the side of DJ Reader's helmet. So that's pretty dumb. Don't swing at people, Elton. Please, we don't need you getting injured. He left the, the practice field after the second fight. Pretty sure it's not because he was injured. Sounds like he just, or I'm almost certain it, it was just, you know, to clear his head. Because when a guy's gotten in two fights, you probably want to get him off. So Elton Jenkins getting a little bit nasty. And look, I'm not... I'm not exactly for fighting, but if you want to add a little bit of nasty to a Packers team that's been continuously called soft, I'm I'm all here for it. In the two-minute period, Love went four for seven. Um, the Bengals defense came out on top. Love just kind of hit checkdowns, steadily moved the ball upfield, converted a third and three by hitting Toure on a little route, and then kind of stalled out uh, just inside Bengals der- territory. He tried to hit Dobbs deep down the sideline, Dobbs couldn't bring it in, and the Packers tried to kick a field goal. Field goal was missed, so it was a 58-yarder. Tough, tough kick from Anders Carlson, but he missed it, so Bengals defense came out on top there. Some notes on the offensive and defensive lines. Uh, that's that sort of matchup there, because a lot of the notes from the beat reporters were about the wide receivers, the tight ends, the quarterbacks, obviously. Joe Goodberry, knowledgeable Bengals content creator. Shout out to him for the for the takes he had, or not takes, the observations he made. So he was analyzing the defensive line and offensive lines on Twitter. Sounds like Lucas Van Ness was wreaking some havoc. That's great to hear. He said Lucas Van Ness already a handful. That's awesome to hear, right? Love to hear that about your first round pick, pick 13. Kenny Clark, he also said was a handful, but I mean, of course, that's what you expect. Quieter day from Devontae Wyatt, and then Trey Hendrickson. Sounds like he kind of mauled the Packers offensive line. He's a problem, but we already knew that. Um, lastly, Anders Carlson went 7 for 10 on the day. Underwhelming performances just kind of keep stacking up for him. It's nothing egregious, right? He's going 7 for 10, 5 for 6, 4 for 6, 6 for 6, but it's just, it's not great. He's something around 70% in camp now, maybe 60-something percent. His longest hit today was from 51, but he missed from 56 and then came just short on a 58-yarder. So, it's just not quite where you want it from a rookie kicker, but you, you you do have to have patience. That's what I have in terms of practices. Before we get out of here, spend 18 minutes on practices, let's run through a preseason preview because first preseason game comes not tomorrow, but Friday. Super, super excited for that. Going to have a friend who's a Bengals fan over, going to watch that game together. So that's going to be a blast because football, ladies and gentlemen, is kind of back. So. Super, super excited. Let's run through quickly what we should sort of be watching in the preseason and specifically in this upcoming game. First of all, Jordan Love, right? Jordan Love, he's probably not going to play that much. He said he'd play a couple series in this upcoming Bengals game. That probably means around a quarter. And while he's in, I'd expect him to be playing alongside starters like Dobbs, Watson, Musgrave, Jaden Reed. Probably not. You're probably not going to play David Bakhtiari or Elton Jenkins or anything because the injury risk there is too great, but you can play the younger guys. They need reps. Anyway, 
But watch how Jordan Love performs, because yes, the regular season in the end is all that matters, but the preseason is sort of the the beginning of the regular season, right? It's the prep for the regular season, so watch how Jordan Love looks. That's going to be something, I mean, of course, everyone's going to be keeping an eye on. Second, Sean Clifford, the man who's probably going to be playing a lot more of the snaps in the preseason, him and Magoo, they're going to be splitting whatever snaps Jordan doesn't end up taking, and Sean Clifford, fifth-round pick, a lot of people didn't like that, but he has reportedly looked good, right? He's definitely the front-runner to be Jordan's backup. He had a great family night, so watch how he performs. Hopefully, he has some nice throws. You don't need to see anything incredible. Jordan is definitely a more talented quarterback. You're going to hope to see more from Jordan because Jordan's more talented and has, like, three years more experience than him, but just... Let's see how Sean Clifford, how Sean Clifford looks in general, how, how poised he is, what kind of throws he's making, how consistently is he hitting the easy throws. That's going to be fun to watch. So watch Sean Clifford. Another thing to watch, Tyler Goodson, Patrick Taylor, and Emmanuel Wilson. Emmanuel Wilson, he's kind of sneaking into the running back competition. I don't really think he is, but he's, he's made some plays in, in training camp. So watch those three guys because... They're going to be getting plenty of reps, Goodson, Taylor, and Emmanuel Wilson. They're probably going to be getting, those three guys are going to be getting by far the majority of their reps. I doubt Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon play at all. Maybe A.J. Dillon plays a little bit, but in general, it's going to be Goodson, Taylor, and Emmanuel Wilson. So watch how those guys are performing. Who's getting what reps? Is Tyler Goodson always in on passing downs? Is Patrick Taylor always in on those, uh, the, maybe Patrick Taylor's always in on the passing downs because you want him to to be in pass pro. Is Emmanuel Wilson getting, you know, snaps from from the pony? Is it Tyler Goodson and Emmanuel Wilson and in pony packages? How's that all playing out? That's going to be a lot of fun. And then when new Lou Nichols comes back, I don't think he'll play on Friday because he hasn't been practicing. But when he comes back, you know, in week two of the preseason, week three of the preseason, look when he's getting snaps because all those guys are competing for roster spot really one roster spot not two roster spots they're really competing for one roster spot so watch how the running backs play and by the way watching running backs play is arguably the most fun part of watching football because they're probably the best athletes on the football field another offensive observation to, or guys to keep an eye on Bo Melton Grant Dubose and Malik Heath those guys are gonna be getting plenty of reps because they're competing for the wide receiver six spot. So watch them. Is Malik Heath going to carry over his great practice performances? Is Bo Melton gonna carry over his strong practice performances? Is he gonna show off the speed, maybe burn someone deep? We might get to see. This is what I want to see. I want to see a Sean Clifford, Bo Melton, you know, go route connection. 60-yard touchdown. That's what I want to see. Look at that. Is Grant Dubose going to come in and say, hey, don't forget about me. I was a seventh round pick. I'm that guy. We don't know. But those are going to be fun guys to watch. You can also watch some of the other receivers when Watson or Dobbs are in there. Obviously, you're going to want to watch those guys. And then once they come out after a drive or two, watch Jaden Reed. How does he look as a rookie? Hopefully he looks and flashes some promise. How does Dontavion Wicks look? That's going to be super interesting, right? He was injured for a little bit. Now he's back, and he de definitely the most polished of of the Packers draft receivers, aside from Jaden Reed, of the Packers later draft receivers and undrafted guys watched on Tavion Wicks. That's going to be super interesting. Along the offensive line, Caleb Jones, Rasheed Walker, and Sean Ryan. 
those are the three guys I would really keep your eyes on because those are three guys that have looked really good in camp, so see if they can carry their performances over. Now, Sean Ryan, he didn't look so good last year, but he's coming to camp. He's looked really good in 1v1s. Hopefully he, with some, you know, dropping, dropping some weight, hopefully he turns into that player that you probably... I don't know about expected, but hoped him to turn into when he was drafted in the third round. Caleb Jones and Rasheed Walker, those are two guys that, unlike Sean Ryan, did look good last year, looked really, really good in the preseason. They've both looked good in camp so far. Let's see how those two guys look, because I'm not going to say they're both the future of the Packers tackle spots. I'm not even going to say they're either one of them is going to be the future, because, I mean, they're undrafted late-round pick guys, right? But, but... They have a huge amount of potential, and they've only been good when we've seen them. So watch Caleb Jones and Rasheed Walker, see how they perform at tackle. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch. On the defensive side of the ball, on the defensive line, watch Colby Wooden and Carl Brooks. Those are the two rookies that they drafted on the interior. Carl Brooks, he has flashed again and again and again. So I'm so excited to watch him see, is he going to carry his practice performances over to the game? Colby Wooden, he hasn't flashed as much or or really at all. So let's see how he looks. What kind of performances is he putting out there? Is he, is maybe the, maybe the lights turn on for Colby Wooden and he's like, okay, let's go. I'm doing this. I'm going to show you guys why you drafted me in the fourth round. In the secondary, Carrington Valentine, he's my number one guy that I want to watch this preseason because Jair and Rasul are not going to be playing. That's a given. That means Valentine's probably going to go out and be cornerback one. And he's made flash plays. He's broken up passes. He's shut down guys in training camp. So I hope that Valentine can go out and look good, especially because I may or may not have told a friend who's a Bengals fan that Carrington Valentine was my dark horse, you know, top tier Packers rookie back in May. He was like, who should, who should I be looking for? And I was like, Carrington Valentine, keep an eye on Carrington Valentine. And he's been freaking good, man. Today in, in Bengals practice, we got a tweet from Wes Hodkowitz. Wes Hodkowitz said, quote, Carrington Valentine now with two PBUs in the red zone. Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. I sent that tweet to my friend. I'm like, Carrington Valentine, what did I tell you? Right? So Carrington Valentine, he's the guy I want to watch. I hope he absolutely dominates in the preseason. He's a guy that I'm super, super, super bullish on. And then lastly, Anders Carlson. You have to watch Anders Carlson. He's been super inconsistent in practice. Let's see him in games. I will say, I mean, his best day kicking was at family night, and that's the only time we've ever seen him kick in a real NFL stadium. So... I don't know. I don't know. But maybe once he gets in stadiums, Anders Carlson says, okay, it's go time. Anyway, that's what I have for you. This is all a bunch of information, but there's a huge amount of things to watch. Every time, you know, every single snap, there's probably something you can take away in the preseason. And that's what's fun. And that's why preseason is so exciting for just Packers nerds, because they can go in and they can say, you see that interior defensive lineman, this this guy, Jonathan Ford? Yeah, he was drafted last year in the seventh round, and he if he can make a play here, maybe he makes the roster, and blah, 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 blah. So, preseason, super, super exciting. I can't wait for it. Can't wait for Friday, and I'm going to be back on Sunday breaking it all down. But that is what I have for you today. As always, thank you very much for listening to Dedicated Packers. Again, I'll be back on Sunday, but until next time, 
Go Pack Go!